Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the Networking Guru, my retired business partner, and also, of course, my mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. You need to say that. You need to say that 200 times, Greg. 200 times, my retired business partner, my retired business partner. <laughs> That'll be our our podcast for today. Yeah. <laughs> Just me repeating it over and over. Yeah. I will I will not burden my retired partner. <laughs> so how are things going? Things are going well. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, you're gonna be going down to see uh uh our 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 my niece our niece uh, Lauren uh do some volleyball, right? Yeah, actually um Fort Wayne this weekend and then next weekend they're playing in Upland Indiana wherever the heck that is it's about the same distance time-wise so I don't know where it is I just put it into my phone and go yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and Lauren is now she's actually in in college she's a college volleyball player yeah this is yeah. a big step up I'll be interested to see what the difference in, in play level is. Yeah, me too. And you know what's really interesting? This is totally unrelated to volleyball. But la- um, last weekend, our friends Bob and Deanna Tucci-Schmidt were in uh, visiting us. And we went up to West Bloomfield, Michigan, to the Cranbrook Art Museum because they own a Frank Lloyd Wright house up there that they do tours, the oh. museum. And it's an amazing house and it has an amazing story that goes along with it, which is really fun to hear. And our guide was very, very good. And at the end, she was telling us about other Frank Lloyd Wright houses in the area. There's one, well, first of all, Greg, there's one in Ann Arbor called the Palmer House. That's, a, that's an Airbnb or a B&B. I'm not sure whether it's Airbnb, it may be just B&B. They charge seven hundred and ninety-five dollars a night to stay, and you have to you have to stay two nights minimum. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but the really interesting thing is that Lawrence Technical University, where Lawrence is going to school, has a Frank Lloyd Wright house. Also. Oh, cool. Yeah, they only have tours in the summer months, so I just missed it. So I'll have to wait until next year, but. Probably Lauren will get there before I will because it's part of the school of architecture. Oh, that's right, and she's studying architecture. So, yep. Well, very cool. Uh, sounds like you've got lots of fun things on the calendar then. Yeah. <laughs> that that and trying to keep your garden growing, but we won't even delve into that topic. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> So we are going to be talking today, uh, another good friend of the, the show, Ethan Kelly, who is a student at Eastern Michigan University. He's given us a number of topics to talk about over time. Um, and he was talking about some of the challenges he faces just initiating one-to-one meetings. He feels really uncomfortable about uh, doing sort of that outreach to, to make those first meetings happen. And uh, I guess we should clarify what we mean by one-to-one meetings. Um, a lot of times, you know, people are talking about, they, they, they think that networking is focused only on going to the event, but you can only get so deep of a conversation going when you're sitting at a, a round table of eight and there's a lot of noise going on around you. Um, this is the opportunity afterwards to meet for coffee or breakfast or whatever uh, for a longer period of time to be able to have a deeper conversation, to find out more about each other, find ways to be able to help each other. 
Um, do I adequately cover the the definition of a one to one? Yes, that adequately covers it. But you, um, th there's a part that I forgot about when we started talking about this before we started recording, and that is there are the people that you've met briefly that to do a one to one meeting, and then there are the people that you're just reaching out to that you've not met before. Oh, and that and that may be where his discomfort and an awkward feeling is coming from. We don't know. But certainly both of them we can talk a little bit about. There are two different situations here. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's first talk about uh, the situation where you have met and, and spoken for, you know, even five minutes, 10 minutes at a networking event or some other situation. Yeah. So first, um, I think I'm so glad that Ethan brought this up because I think everyone feels uncomfortable reaching out because you don't know what that other person's going to say. And the voices inside my head are always, you know, what is it this person going to think? Are they, blah, blah, you know, I mean, all those. It's, it's the voices. imposter syndrome. So they, they, I'm going to talk with them and they're going to figure out I'm a complete fake. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm going to reach out and they're not even going to know me or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, or they won't even get back to me. And so all that stuff goes in everyone's head, Ethan, you're not alone. However, um, what I learned from two people, John Steele, who I used to work with a thousand years ago, um, told me, you can be uncomfortable and still do this, Debbie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just know that uncomfortableness is part of it. And then the second thing that I kind of marry to it is that when I used to ski race, I used to um, stand in the on-deck circle, freezing my you-know-what off because we took our coats off at the top of the hill because we thought we'd go faster without our coats on. Okay. <laughs> and I always had to go to the bathroom while I was standing there, like really bad. And I soon figured out that it was just a nervous thing because when I ski down to the bottom of the hill, I no longer had the urge. <laughs> and so instead of looking at that as a bad thing, I looked at it as oh, that sensation means I'm ready to race. Mm, mm -hmm, yep. And so I kind of turned it around and um, took away some of that discomfort, discomfort feeling that went along with it. So I think that we can take a look at, if I'm feeling awkward about this, it means I'm ready to reach out. Well, and it's funny, uh, you, your, your story reminded me of a story, of, you know, down at the karate school, we... Uh, um, you know, we occasionally have to demonstrate in front of everybody. And, you know, sometimes it's with a group, but sometimes you're all by yourself out there in the middle of, of, uh, of the room. And um, one of the instructors said, you know, when you, when you hear your name called, he says, think about, think about where your mind is. Because if, if you think about what your body's doing, you're, you're, first of all, uh, you know, your, your stomach tightens up, your eyes widen a little bit, your mouth might dry out a little bit, and you're, you're kind of getting hyped up. But those same physiological responses, I mean, they're the exact same thing, whether you're anxious or excited. Mm -hmm. And you, it's just your body responding to that, that adrenaline rush. Yeah. And it's what's going on inside your head that's going to, to define whether or not you're successful. So, yeah, that, that just you're, you're preparing, you're getting excited. So stop thinking of, of worry. Stop thinking of being anxious. Think of I'm excited. This is yeah. cool. You know, we're, we're about to go out there and do something. So, so yeah, I, I think that whole, you've got to uh, get your mind in the right place to say, no, I, this is, this is a good thing. This is, this is a me just being ready. Yeah. Um, and it may still feel awful, the physical sensation, 
But if you then turn, you know, flip it like I did and say, oh, this awful sensation means that I'm ready, mm -hmm. then it's, it's a whole nother concept. And, well, you know, if you've met that person already, I mean, and you've probably traded cards, so it's easy to reach out to them and say, hi, we met at the whatever it was, you know, we met when you came and chatted with our group at is um, Ethan at Wayne State or um, Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, you came in and uh, spoke at our our class for Eastern Michigan. And I wonder if you would be willing to sit down and chat with me so that I could just pick your brain a little bit or you could share some of your wisdom about networking that would help me in the future. Who's going to say no oh, yeah. to that? <laughs> if, if they, first of all, if they came in to speak at your classroom in the first place, then then they're already showing a willingness to be supportive. So yeah, there's yeah. not going to be any, any problem there. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I identified where we met because, you know, sometimes people meet a lot of people and they may not remember, like, oh, where did I meet this person? You've got to give them a context. And, yeah. So, um, and I, as you say, it's best if you can schedule the appointment right away. So maybe if you go up to the speaker and say, you know, I really enjoyed this about what you said, I would love to learn more. Would you by any chance have time that we could schedule? So you can schedule it right then. Sometimes it doesn't happen for various reasons. So when you reach out to people, here's what I found. Your email, if you send an email to that person, probably 50% of the time is going to end up in spam. Mm. And you just may be then thinking, well, they didn't get back to me. You know, they don't like me, whatever mm. the brain is doing. So uh, uh, a long time ago, I learned a term called the authentic invitation. And the authentic invitation is both written and verbal or in oh. person. And so, um, if you don't hear back from them via email, because, you know, we're all busy and we want to communicate via email, pick up your phone and call them. Because if you've got their card, you probably have a way to do that. And if you're still scared, maybe you can text if you have the cell phone on the card. But I would just say, pick up the phone and say, say the same thing that you've written. Hi, this is, you know, this is Debbie Peters. We met at the blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was so impressed with what you had to say. Would you be willing to give me some time that I could buy you some coffee so we could chat? I can learn more from you. Yeah. I mean, most, I, I can't imagine anyone is, no one's going to be offended by that. I mean, they may not be able to fit you into their schedule, depending on, on uh, you know, I know that sometimes I'm, I'm trying to reach out to some of my fellow speakers at the National Speakers Association and they're traveling left, right, and center. So yeah, it might be a month out before we get a chance to actually sit down and talk, yeah. but you know, why not, why not make that effort? Yeah. So and another, another thing that I have found that really helps eliminate some of the back and forth and back and forth and back and forth is that most of the time when I reach out to someone, I'm assuming that they're going to say yes. Mm -hmm. And so I say, uh, I give like four, uh, four time times and dates that I have that we could get together. Okay. And I say, and I say, currently, the I have these times available. It kind of, you know, adds a little like reply to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Accountability into it. <laughs> but then they can they can make the decision, yes, I want to, and then they can choose a date or say, you know, none of those four work, but here's 
what about this? Um, so those are some things I think that can make you feel more confident when you do reach out to someone that you've already met. I also will. Um, now, this is assuming they've said, yeah, so I'd love to meet. Uh, I might say, OK, here's a couple of dates. If neither of those work, let me just open up my calendar to you. Here is I've got a scheduling link. I use the Calendly service. Um, now, I don't only send the Calendly link, though, because that feels very impersonal and like it's, you know, one of these these uh, AI engines that's just trying to to churn um, the numbers. I, I much prefer, you know, here's a couple of dates that I have available. And if that doesn't work, then you know, here's another opportunity. Because some people apparently don't like well, scheduling links. So I, I will tell you that I don't mind it now because I'm kind of used to it. But when people first did that to me, I was a little like, oh, woo, woo, you know, <laughs> I, was, I didn't quite know. How, how was to- that again? I mean- <laughs> I think we need to record that and use that. <laughs> so I understand when people feel that way and I don't need to repeat that because I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about when you want to reach out to someone that you don't know. Okay. To, you know, ask them if they would meet for coffee. Again, put your mindset on that you're ready because you feel, you know, you're, feel, you're having those physical feelings that may be a little fearful that means you're ready and just reach out. And um, I here's what I would do. I would send an email saying, um, hi, this, you know, this is Debbie Peters. You don't know me, but I would love to know you. And here's why. I read, I've listened to your podcast. I've read the whatever you wrote, I, you know, whatever. You know, why is it that you want to meet them? And then say, I would be happy to um, share about a half an hour with you if you'd let me buy you a cup of coffee. And so that right away, the person knows that they're not going to be, it's not going to be this long, drawn out. And then they tend to end up being longer when the person says yes anyway. But right away, they're aware that you're not a time taker. Well, and I like what you said that uh, I would like to speak with you for these reasons. Yeah. Because that's the why. sort of thing that can't be automated. It has to be personal and individual to that person. Yes. Now, I, I I saw your podcast on this. I thought, or I listened to your podcast on this and I, I found it really, uh, you know, some of these points were really important in, in a how, you know, here's maybe even how I'm starting to try to incorporate them into my life. You know, yeah. anything. Or I have a couple do. questions as a result. You know, I, I, I'm not sure exactly, but I wonder if you'd be willing to answer my questions. Yeah. I, I think that would be, I mean, I think that helps a lot to make it because I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting lately a lot of, of uh, auto-generated emails that are basically, we saw that you have a, a blog on this topic and we would love to be a, a contributing editor or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's very, it's not, it's not personalized. It's just acknowledging, yes, you have a website and we would like you to give us, you know, uh, links or something. Um, whereas, what you're talking about is no, I'm taking a personal interest. I actually yeah. know who you are. I've I've done, you know, I'm I'm not a I am i am not a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well. it's so interesting what people will do for you um out of the blue when you are a friend as opposed to, as you said, you know, a machine. Well, and there's also one thing that you can do is if there's anyone who could introduce you that you already know. Mm-hmm. You know, if, yep. and, you know, hey, uh, hey, Sally, you know, I would love to meet Mark. 
would you be willing to introduce the two of us? And you've got to tell Sal- Sally why yeah. you want to meet Mark. Well, because I want to put a, I want to put him in a headlock and sell something to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to work out so well for Sally. No. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else we need to talk about with regards no, to these? This is probably a short one, but you know, it's it's. I think it's a very important question. I'm so glad that Ethan asked it because everyone feels the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, I will admit, you know, I've been doing this for gosh, what almost thirty years now, and I still feel occasionally uncomfortable, especially in that situation where I I don't know them personally. I've not actually met them. Reaching out to someone like that, it's a little little scary, but you know. What's, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. <laughs> yeah, or they yell at you, and then you never have to speak to them again. <laughs> then you know they're a jerk. <laughs> all right. With all that, thank you all for tuning into our program today. If you enjoyed it, please do comment on our Facebook pages. The information's in the episode notes. Uh, we'd love to hear about your experiences and how you initiate these uh, longer one-to-one meetings and, and what sort of techniques you found that work well for you. If you'd like to hear more, of course, do please subscribe. We come back every single week and we would hate to miss you. Until next time, go out and make some great connections. Take care, Mom. All right, Greg, I will. All right, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.